Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Blog Talk Radio. Go down the rabbit hole with Alice in Wonderland. EA Truth Radio brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. Happy Saturday, everyone. My name is Alice, and thank you for tuning in today. Uh, this is live on Blog Talk Radio for EA Truth Media. Um, this is brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. I'm host Alice in Wonderland, and today we have an amazing guest, Paloma or Trump. Paloma is both an American citizen and Mexican citizen. She truly loves America and believes in borders and waiting in line to become a citizen. She supports Trump and believes in borders and and um oh she supports Trump and MAGA make America great again. She's been bringing us the latest videos from Tijuana. The U.S. border with the caravans, and we can't show our appreciation enough for this. Thank you, Paloma, for coming on our show, and welcome. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, I'm going to start off with a little prayer. Um, before we get started, I'm going to give you as much time as possible. Okay. Father God in heaven, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity and privilege and honor of being able to serve you. And we thank you so much for our guest today, Paloma. And truly, there is nothing better in the whole wide world than to serve you, Father God. We thank you, Father, for speaking to her heart and making it able us for, her, for this interview today. <clears throat> Father, yes, Grandma, all the equal, equal, evil frequencies on all locations where communication is vital to carry out this interview, scatter the evil demonic radars in Jesus' name, and we cover every listener and our guest with the blood of Jesus. Um, we give you honor, praise, and all the glory forever in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Amen. All right. I have some questions for you. Um, it's been very heated at the border, and what is the latest going on that you can tell us? Um, so we have a lot of things going on right now. We have, um, I think a lot of truth is starting to come out as far as mm -hmm. the, the reason for a lot of these migrants being here in, 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 the, in, in Mexico and why they came here by the thousands from Honduras and, and other countries in Central America, which may be a little different than what we all thought in the beginning. Um, we, we knew they were organized. However, we didn't realize um, how, how much structure they had to this caravan until they actually got here and we were, we were able to interview them. Mm -hmm. So now we know that there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of leadership behind them. And there's a lot there. They, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of deceit for them as well. They were told they were.
coming to America, and the doors would be wide open for them because that was the law, because that was America's mm-hmm. obligation. And they're coming to find out they've been lied to as well. That is sad. I know. And very disappointed on both sides. Uh, now, um, some more personal questions about you. Um, we are interested in, P- in Paloma. So can you tell us a little about you? Um, sure. Um, I was born in Mexico. I grew up in Mexico for the uh, first 10 years of my life. My my biological father uh, passed away when I was eight years old. And my my mom remarried an American citizen. I grew up I grew up with two American sisters. A lot of people wonder now uh, how, having lived in Mexico the way I do now, and uh, and and being as connected to Mexico as I am, uh, why it is that I am the way that I am, and and a lot of most of that, um, not most of that, but a lot of of that has to do with having having grown up with with uh, two American sisters, one in particular. Um, who I learned a lot from, and uh, and you know a lot of people ask me, well, your English is really good. Why do you speak English like this? If you live in Mexico and you grew up in Mexico for the first mm-hmm. ten years, and I always tell them, well, when my my mom um, married John, my stepdad, and um, and we we were kind of like the Brady Bunch, so I had mm-hmm. no choice but to learn to speak English really well, um, so my sisters wouldn't make fun of me. And uh, so now, you know, what was what, what what seemed really bad then turned out to be a I guess a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. um my my we became American citizens about I mean American residents about five years legal residents about four four to five years after uh moving to America and and processing all you know the everything we had to do and it took us almost 10 years to become American citizens so I've always been very uh, appreciative of that process and 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 mm-hmm. what it entails and how hard it is and and what the American culture is really about and what it really means and every day I learn more about it so it's not it's not like I'm I know everything but what I do know is that America is so much more than what a lot of people in other countries think it is a lot of people in other countries just see America as one big one big playground one big mall. They think America has has no no foundation. That it's it's just a they just see the almost the superficial and, and commercial part of America. And America is so much more than that. And America is so beautiful. It has uh, and and that's why it is. It has been and it is what it is now um, because there's uh, there's so much there's so much history and there's so much planning and there's so much everything that has gone into what America is and that a lot of people don't know and that's why they don't appreciate it. They don't value it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I've been fighting against for, for many years now. Yeah, I think we're we're both um on all sides learning about one another in our in our in our countries. I think it's I think it's, I think this has been a really, really good learning experience for both of us. The, from the caravan and, and them coming here, and from American and actually learning what their plight is, and, and the caravans learning about, you know, America is not what they thought it was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you say how old you were when you came to? You said you came to America at ten years old. Yeah. 
I did. I came to America when I was ten. I used to visit for for the first ten years, just just as a as a little kid coming to Disneyland and stuff like that. I grew up in Mexico City, so we would come out um, either once or twice a year, Christmas break or definitely summers. Mm-hmm. We would spend uh, some summers in in San Juan Capistrano in California, and uh, my aunt from uh, from Mexico um, married an American many years ago about. 50 something years ago from Tennessee. And, uh, so she established, they established, uh, in, in, in California in San Juan Capistrano. So we used to visit them, uh, over the summer or Christmas break. So I grew up really, um, admiring and loving America and, 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 uh, and knowing, uh, what it, what it stood for and always appreciating, um, feeling so safe in America. Even as a kid, mm-hmm. I felt that, um, you know, being so clean—that was that was something that always stuck with me. How clean America was in comparison to Mexico. I remember one of one of my one of my big things was being able to walk barefoot on the street, going to the supermarket barefoot in the middle of the summer. And it sounds mm. it sounds like something so petty, but it's not because that just it just shows you how clean America was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and over the years, that that it's changed so much. Um, and uh, I've seen it being destroyed over the past, you know, 12 years, uh, longer than that. And that's and that's why that's what got me started in in in, in this mission, in this fight to to fight for for America and, and to defend America and what it, what the way I always knew it. Amazing. Um, yeah, you seem really really passionate about activism and raising awareness of what is going on between the USA and Mexico, and we appreciate that so much. And yes, um, I appreciate everyone's support. I really do. I'm, I'm so glad to know that I am not alone in this fight. I felt uh, alone for many years. I thought I would be, I, you know, I, I even felt, I, I still even question, am I being racist? Am I being discriminatory? Am I being, am I being mean? Am I being, you know, and then I realized, no, I'm not. And then, President Trump mm-hmm. gave us all a voice and brought us together and made me realize so many millions of people have been feeling the same way I have. And I can't imagine being in their shoes and being uh, quote unquote, a uh, white American. And, uh, and if I feel the way that I do being Mexican, I can't imagine how they feel in their own country feeling um, stepped on and walked all over in their own country. So I'm, thankful to God that I've been able to have a voice and I've been able to represent uh, those people too with my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us realize that we didn't even have a voice until now. We've been woken up and we're speaking out about what we're finding out, the truth. Right. Um, Right. And um, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. (laughs) No, I, I, yeah, it's, um, we needed, we needed someone with as much courage as President Trump. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, I, I felt I was the only one out there sometimes fighting with people in, in Los Angeles or in, uh, in, you know, in San Diego and telling them to clean up their trash or speak English or get in line when you're at a store because they like to cut in line and, mm-hmm. you know, walking all over the American culture or yelling at people over the phone sometimes when, uh, you know, not, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying that I spend my day yelling. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I, I noticed. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that, you know, 
a lot of the American culture, like basic, even things like basic customer service has been lost because that's a very American thing. That's a very first world, and that's been lost over the years. And I've, I've heard a lot of a lot of people complaining about how how much that's deteriorated. You know, you call in one of these companies, and it's like mm-hmm. it feels like you're calling um, into a company in Mexico, but yet exactly. you're paying American prices. Yeah, yeah. So everything, everything. There's so many things, and President Trump had the courage to call it out, make a political campaign out of it, and become president of the United States of America. Like, how beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm praying for God to extend his eight years, to tell you the truth. So I really am. <laughs> or put oh, in I somebody too. like him, I mean, you know, who who has that heart and after his his country and his God first. I pray that I, I'm just really worried about. I know he's going to be elected again in 2020. I know he is. And I just pray that. I'm just really concerned about after, you know, eight years. I'm <laughs> really concerned. Um, um, well, I, go ahead. I, I think, I think uh, if, we, if our faith remains the way that it has, if we keep fighting this fight, I think it already, it's, it's already gotten us pretty far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's already gotten us to a point where no one imagined. That's why the left liberals, uh, whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to call them, there's there, there's different, there's different, you know. Um, that's why they are they are almost in awe of themselves. They cannot believe how the way we have come together to fight mm-hmm. a fight that they didn't even realize that we were against until it basically hit them in the face with one one man calling it out. And everybody mm-hmm. coming out and saying, I'm for the same thing. I feel the mm-hmm. same way. And you can call me a racist, and you can call me a Mexican Nazi, and you can call me a, uh, a, a Mexican white supremacist, and you can call me anything you want. But Those I are lies anyway. Yeah. Those are lies anyway. Nobody's a Nazi white supremacist. They're just calling him that to make people hate him and just, you know, it's awful. I laugh at them a lot. I make a lot of fun of yeah, them when, uh, yeah, when they call me that, you know, because that's why I'm very, no. that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because I know, I, I know their argument with me is so weak. They have to make things up. It's that pathetic. Right. They're actually, yeah, right. they're actually making things up to, to, to turn him against, him and his supporters and the delay time, you know? Right. It's, it, it is. And I've noticed that a lot. I've been, um, I've been getting, I've been getting um, a lot of, a lot of attention here in Mexico over the last few weeks because of what happened with the caravan. I've been, I've been doing this for years, except as I've said before, I, I, it came to my, my backyard, basically. <laughs> when, you know, I used to travel to D.C., I used to travel to Texas, I used to travel to New York, I used to travel to Los Angeles. Um, since I, I live here in Tijuana, I, I would go for a day, for a couple of days or for a week. And um, I, if somebody would have told me last year or the year before that 
it would all come to Tijuana somehow that the place where my message would be so, so heard and reach so many people would be literally from down the street from my house. I would have never believed it. So um, I just, you know, I think that that now um, I've gotten so much attention being here in Tijuana that a lot of the press is creating lies about me. And uh, because that's all they have. That's all they have. Mm-hmm. First, they try to say they didn't live in Tijuana. So, and even the, even the people here, some are, are against President Trump and they, and, you know, because of his comments uh, towards Mexicans and all that. So, um, you know, I had a lot of people here in Tijuana, not a lot, but I had people here in Tijuana say, oh, she doesn't live here. But so then um, I, I started showing proof that I do, that I have lived here for, you know, I have, you can see me in marches five years ago, three years ago, two years ago here in Tijuana. You could see me at celebrations four months ago. You could see me at the caravan four months ago here in Tijuana when the previous caravan came. Um, my neighbors are starting to speak up. Oh, she was my neighbor in 2012. She was my neighbor in 2010. So now, so now that they can't play off that lie. So now they're, they're starting to come up with anything they can. So um, it is lies. And it's sad that they have to, they have to, go, you know, take that path to try to discredit someone who's only speaking the truth. <clears throat> Tell us one of the stories that come to mind while advocating at the border. Um, one of the most significant stories that stands out at you. Um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of fear in the migrants' eyes, a lot I've seen a lot of disappointment, fear, uncertainty, and um, and I think that was something that when they first came, I didn't expect. I just thought, you know, they are um, they are here just to cause problems, and they just want to break into America, and, and a lot of them do. A lot of them do. But the one thing that um, that I always try to do is be very honest about everything I say and the way I I report what I report or what I communicate. And I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of defeat um, um, of them, and um, and I think they are fighting just a fight, the same fight we are fighting. The same corruption mm-hmm. we're fighting in America, the same corruption and abuse we're fighting in Mexico, the same corruption, the same abuse from our government, um, they're fighting it in their own governments as well. And they've got their leaders who also deceive them. And they also have their own swamps, the way we do in America and Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's a fight that that has to be looked at uh, as a whole. And I'm not saying open borders and let anybody in. And I'm, I am by no means, by no means justifying the behavior that a lot of these people have once they arrive in America and what they've done with the American culture. That's what I've been fighting against. That's what, how my fight started. But what I'm saying is that if, if these people were um, in a different situation in their country, they wouldn't have the need to migrate. So that's one of the things that has 
that I I feel like I've I've learned so much about over the past three to four weeks that I was completely shut down to, and that I understand that Americans don't see until somehow you become a part of it the way I have over the past month. It's it's mm-hmm. impossible to see because there's so much anger, there's so much um, there's so much anger. Um, because of what a lot of these people have done in America, that it's, it's almost impossible to, to uh, you know, sympathize with them. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful as well that I've gotten to know so many different sides of the story, the stories, and, I, and, and, and to understand how it is that this can be, we can find a solution for all of it. Because I don't think the solution is, them migrating into Mexico either. We have our own problems in Mexico. We have our own poverty. And um, and I know they they try to shut me up in a in a in a big way. They've gotten one of the one of the men that has been around the longest. He's been around for about twenty something years. They mm-hmm. put me live on an interview with him, knowing that or thinking that I'm very new at this knowing he has over 25 years of experience, they put me live on a debate with him, live interview where, you know, he could have, he could have, oh, he could have, he could have really hurt me with his interview, with, with his accusations. And he didn't. Because I already knew. I already knew. I had already learned so much of what's really going on. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if we speak the truth, we don't really have to, there's there's not much they can say. He even tried calling me uh, uh, different names, you know, on live television, claiming that I don't live in Tijuana, trying to call me a liar. And uh, so, but when you know all sides of the story, you you all you have to do is speak the truth. So that's one thing that has really stuck with me, um, knowing and understanding more of the situation as a whole. Yes. Um, is there anybody specifically that you spoke to in the caravan, the, um, the stories that stood out to you? Um, well, we, I've, had, um, I've had a couple people. Uh, I've had a couple people that, that I've talked to. I was personally dealing a lot with, with the lady that became pretty well known because of her photograph with her two children, her two twins, mm-hmm. uh, running mm-hmm. away from the border uh, with the tear gas. Um, I became kind of close to them, and I, 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 I see what they go through, and um, and unfortunately, what happened with them is they were approached by an, by an organization in uh, an American organization, and uh, and they were told to cross illegally into America instead of waiting for their number, uh, mm. which is something that I just don't understand. So. Um, I, yeah, I have different, you know, different stories. I had, I have a, I, I spoke with a man. I got to know a man whose, whose uh, son was, uh, son and daughter were, uh, were murdered, in a really awful way. So there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different stories. But I do know also that there's a, there's a big percentage of the caravan that's coming, um, that they're just looking at it as a better life. And and even fun. So I think maybe some people maybe maybe giving others a bad name. But there is a lot of a lot of stories. So those those two 
um, or, or stories that have kind of really stuck with me, um, especially the man who, who whose kids were murdered um, and, uh, and why he needed to get out of Honduras. So did the whole caravan come from Honduras, or was there any other country that they came from? Um, yes, they come from Honduras, uh, Nicaragua. They're mostly from Honduras, but they also come from Nicaragua, uh, El Salvador, and I believe Guatemala. But it's mostly, I think, most of them come from Honduras. Okay. Um, and that would be TJ Chapolin in the background. I don't know if you, if you, if you've seen him on my social media. Okay. It's my dog that I adopted from the caravan. Yeah, unfortunately, we only have like six minutes left. It's only like a thirty-hour. I mean, thirty. That was no. It's only like a thirty-minute show. Um, and I, yeah, uh, I wish we had more time. And Paloma, I want to thank you again for coming on our show and. On behalf of myself and our CEO, Kurt, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, for sharing my message. And where can people find and support you online? Um, so I am um, under Paloma for Trump. Paloma, the letter, I mean the word for, F-O-R, Trump. On Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, even Snapchat for those people who use Snapchat, Instagram, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. com. Yeah, we have um, some links posted uh, to help guide people who come and watch the video to your uh, your online website and Facebook, I think. Hopefully, uh, we can get them there. Um, thanks for tuning in to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media. Um, and you're going to have to forgive me. I'm just a, I'm, I'm an, uh, very new at interviewing still, so I'm kind of a little nervous. <laughs> so I hope no everything was okay today. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we need real um, people. We need real people reporting. We need... We need citizens. We don't need trained professionals like the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful we that need, we have. We don't need politicians. We need real people caring for our country like President Trump. Yeah, real citizens that care about our country and the truth. Exactly. So I'm the host. Yeah, I'm the host in Alice in Wonderland, and that's the end of our transmission. And um, please click in the links in the description wherever you're listening to this at. And, again, we want to thank you so much for um, joining us today. And we wish you lots of blessings and luck on your activism and getting the truth out. And hopefully this will help people be more aware of exactly what the situation is going on um, with the caravan and, and the migration. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I want to make a difference. I hope we all together can make a difference. Okay. Well, that's uh, it for today. And um, I want to go ahead and say um, have a wonderful Saturday. And hopefully we can uh, interview again sometime soon.
Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake. I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.